Welcome on back to our podcast, Dropping Dimes. You know what it is. We're ready mm-hmm. for week one reactions. The NFL's finally back, baby. You'll have to see it. We're going to go through every single game and just give all our ideas and opinions on what we thought about those games. Are you ready? For let's do it. All right, well, let's go in chronological order. Let's start off with the uh, Bills-Rams, right? Yeah. And boy... That take that I had on my on the last podcast was probably not the greatest. I yeah yeah. Uh, it's funny that we recorded that like so close to the to the game because like watching that I was like oh Isaac's probably hating himself right now. <laughs> I'm like I I don't know I don't think I've ever enjoyed being wrong about a take. <laughs> like I was like yep they're not gonna have a great season it's gonna be overrated like, eleven and six. Say that. You're just gonna say that so they can do. So if they did do bad, you would look. Smart. Right. Yeah. 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 ESPN take. No. ESPN yeah. take. No, it is. But yeah, our our defense would looked great. Led the way by Von Miller, and Von Miller killed it. It's amazing. I mean, I didn't expect him not to. However, he is getting old. Nonetheless, this isn't a Bills are overrated video. This is or podcast. This is a uh, amazing. They did amazing. So, like I said before, Von Miller led the way. He's like that. We all knew that. The Bills D overall played great. Kyrie Elam showed out in his very first game. Uh, he only had like three tackles, but he did really good. I think he had like a 50-something percent completion percentage, which isn't the best for one week, but it's yeah. definitely not bad. He did better than Marlon Humphrey. But overall, he looks, he, our defense was overall looking good. Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde played phenomenal. Overall, we just Jordan looked good Poyer defensively. Dwayne Poyer had a nice interception in that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. So did Dane Jackson. I'm kind of impressed that yeah. Dane Jackson did. Cause Dane Jackson had a good game, dude. Four tackles, one assist tackle, and an interception. I, I called him. I don't know if you have like the stats for that. but um, I could pull it up. On here. Okay. But, I mean, uh, Oof. I, I said that he was mid. Literally yeah. in that in the in the podcast that we our last podcast, I was like, "Yep, he's mid. He's not going to be anything special." The coverage great or the coverage he had fifty percent completion percentage. He had four. He was targeted four times. Got two. Co- they completed it twice, and he had one interception. So fifty percent completion percentage, which isn't bad. That's once no. again very much better than Marlon Humphrey and Kendall Fuller because they are mid. However, that's besides the point. They're still better than Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson just had a really good game. Overall, the Bills in general had a great game. Offensively, we did great. I don't think those two interceptions were Josh Allen's fault. No. But obviously, I'm going to say that. Purely, one of them was just purely... <laughs> just I guess threw it too hard and it just bounced off the guy's uh, right. chest plate. He, said, he, uh, he has a strong arm. I expect yeah. nothing less. I mean, the the Bills were dominant in this game. I mean, from start to finish. Um, like, I'm looking on the stats right now, and they averaged 7.1 yards per play. That's wild. 7.1 yards per play. This, the Rams did not. Now, it's only week one. Um, you saw a lot of teams play. We're going to talk about some of those teams later on. But um, that kind of had a weird-looking first game. Um, and the Rams were also a team that did that. And it was even worse that came to the Bills because 
this is a, a matchup that I think a lot of people were expecting to see last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and the the Rams just did not look good. Jalen Ramsey's toast, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I've he, been on this. Toast, dude. Absolute garbage. In my opinion, um, he wasn't even the best corner last year. And then, obviously, I st- held that opinion and was happy whenever he didn't perform great this game. So, I just, got targeted eight times, and Stefan Diggs caught seven of those for 108 yep. yards. That's wild. 87.5% completion percentage. That's absurd, especially for someone who people regard as, like, the best corner in the league. Yeah. Absurd to me. Now, obviously, it's just week one. It's really not that deep, but it's still yeah. something to look at. There that's are something that's scary, and especially the ways that I mean, it just seemed like he was going to be on every play. Now, Stephon Diggs was the guy that he had to match up with, but you know, especially when you expect from Jalen Ramsey and how much talk he does, he has. You know, you expect him to play at a, a, a high level. So it's just weird seeing that. Right. You would you would expect more from him. But he just yeah. obviously doesn't get it. And then speaking of Stefan Diggs, he played great. Eight receptions, 122 yards, and a touchdown. So did Cooper yeah. Cup. 13 receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Both yeah. of the players, both of the wide receivers, lead wide receivers, played amazing. They did great. And then the second options were vastly different because you got Gabe Davis, who scored the first touchdown of the NFL season. Then you have mm-hmm. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. That's about it. Just- Allen Robinson, that was a whole disappointment. Dude, one catch, one for 12 yards. Unbelievable, dude. Him and KM Akers bet on the under on every single stat that they had. Oh KM Akers said, God, yeah, hey, a Rob, I'm going to bet on the under for everything for you. And you bet on the under for everything for me. And then we make money. Yeah, we count well, money. And, and I had a Rob in a couple of fantasy leagues, and I'm sorry if anybody had Cam Akers because that is tough. Dude. Brutal. He'll he'll bounce like, back. He'll bounce back. It, I I have full confidence that he won't remain as like a bust, zero points in fantasy. Neither of them will. I sure hope not. I'm picking Allen Robinson off of the waivers because someone dropped him, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, can I really just let this slide? Do do I really trust having Darnell Mooney over a Rob? No, no, no. After, this can't happen. How, how'd you feel about the quarterback play? Quarterback play from from Stafford? From mid, Stafford? Garbage. Three interceptions, all of which I be- truly believe are his fault. Now, he is battling the elbow injury. injury. However, yeah. one touchdown to three interceptions isn't a good ratio. 240 yards oh. isn't bad. Hmm. And then when you got people like Josh Allen over here, three passing touchdowns to two interceptions, both interceptions, I don't think were his fault. 297 yards, he played great. He ran for 56 yards, got a rushing touchdown. It's yeah. re- I really think that he'll, him and Justin Herbert will be the lead candidates for MVP this year. I think quarterback play, we just went, we just did great. Yeah, definitely a very, very uh, great game the first watch um, in the season. Um, seven sacks for the Rams, though. It's kind of concerning. It is. That... Um, that O-line took a hit with Whitford. Or Whitworth yep. leaving. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, that was a very, very fun 
first game of the year. Yeah, it was. I was I was <laughs> giddy while watching that. Von Miller did it. For, for good old Isaac Bush. And then freaking Von Miller. He not only did he play this game amazingly, he played it against the Rams, which he played for last year. Yeah. And he da- he danced on Stafford after he <laughs> sacked him. I'm like, man, you are something else. You're a whole menace, dude. What in the oh world? God. I he has respect nasty it. Moves, dude. Yeah, he, he has some nasty moves. I mean, for being a little bit older, just to be able to still do that and play it at that level, it's crazy. Like he might now. I don't really realistically think that he'll get DPOI, but if he keeps on playing like he is right now, he has a serious case to be the defensive player of the year. Yeah. Um, think about. Alright, well, moving on to the Eagles versus Lions game. I don't have much to say about this one. I didn't watch the game. Obviously, high score, really high scoring game, 38-35. Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark both played well. But I think the real hero for the Lions over there was DeAndre Swift. 15 rushes, 144 yards, an average of 9.6 yards per carry. Disgusting. The whole running back crew for the Lions did well. And behind him... Jamal Williams, I mean, he didn't get many yards per carry, but two touchdowns, dude. Yeah, they used him as a great red center. Efficiency was was really, really good. Um, Swift also had three catches for 31 yards, so very good uh, fantasy play for this week as well. And then Tracy Walker, their safety with eight tackles, three assists, so a combined 11 combined tackles and a sack. Mm. Played great defensively. Um, Really good. And then speaking of yeah. defense, over on the uh, other end, the Eagles, Darius Slay, he's nasty. He's still a top five corner. I think he'll finish as a top five corner this year. He had, uh-huh. he went three for nine, so they got, he got targeted nine times. They only caught it three times, and he had six tackles. That's a 33%, if I'm correct, completion yeah. percentage, which is disgusting. It's not the best that we have to offer in week one, but it was really good, and that's what yep. the Darius Slay that we know is. And then just continuing on with the Eagles, Jalen Hurts played phenomenally. AJ yeah, Brown shut down. Ev- AJ Brown is disgusting. Shut down every hater in the world. Every single one. Not a single one left on this planet right now for AJ Brown. Everybody's for him right now. I really think he's just a a better version of DK Metcalf. Now, obviously, DK Metcalf is like significantly strong. Most definitely yeah. stronger. However, there was a play where he got, he got, he burnt the corner, simply, like, he doesn't exist anymore, he's gone, caught the pass, because he obviously, well, he's A.J. Brown, the corner held on to him as he was running, and he ran for 10 more yards. Oh, dude, I would stop playing at that point, like, if you're getting, like, dragged, by like this man, I just be like, okay, I gotta go. Like he, you, are, you are his child now. You, <laughs> he, he is the one who is, who who pays for your bills. He'll pay yep. for your car. Yep. He's something else. He's disgusting. Yep. Easily one of my favorite receivers. Now I already was of the high horse that he will perform well with the Eagles. This just solidifies my opinion because he had ten receptions, one hundred fifty-five yards, no touchdowns. But you don't really always see that with high-level receivers. You don't usually see lots of touchdowns, especially in this system, where Miles Sanders, who had 13 rushes and 96 yards, 
got a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts obviously ran for a touchdown because he likes using those legs. And then what's concerning to me is this really, okay, this is more fantasy-wise what's concerning to me. This isn't a concerning to me like in general. This is a good thing in general, bad thing for fantasy. Is this rushing system is oh my wild. They have Jalen Hurts, wild. who is one of the fastest quarterbacks in the league, if not the fastest quarterback in the league, and is a phenomenal rusher. Miles Sanders, a phenomenal rusher. Kenneth Gainwell, he's pretty good at rushing. Boston Scott, he's a great rusher for what he is. Now, obviously not like compared to Miles Sanders. I'm taking Miles Sanders over Boston Scott any day. And then they signed Trey Sermon. Why yeah. do you need this many great runners? I just don't see it. I don't understand the point of it. But you do. Fine. Fair enough. It's wild. That's terrible for yeah. fantasy. But, man, having that system, if Miles Sanders goes down ever, you are A-OK. -okay. It is perfectly fine. You got a, you got a whole selection. That, you have a whole shop. You don't You don't need <laughs> anyone else. You got, a, you got a whole grocery store to pick from. Marcus yeah. Epps. Well, I, I, Oh, you go. Uh, what I'm gonna say here is this game was. Um, I think this game, even though the Lions lost, it proved that they're they're not the worst team in NFL. I, I I legitimately think that this Lions team is kind of underrated for how bad they are. Like, like I feel like they have improved a lot, and you can see it in this game. This game was really close. Oh yeah. I mean, the Lions were up for a little bit in this game. I think as well. Like when I was watching, I was tracking. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at the stats and everything looks really close, um, but yeah. Yeah, I would have to agree. I don't think that they're the worst team in the league anymore. I think that title will now go to the Bears, despite their win over the <laughs> the Niners. Oh, no. I, I'm good. I'm gonna. We'll get into that a bit okay. later. Yeah. But I think that that's still the worst team in the league. I think that the Lions are getting. I don't like Jared Goff. I don't think he's a good quarterback incredibly overrated and underrated at the same time. The people who like him like him a lot and that the people that yeah. dislike him are dislike correct. Him <laughs> uh, well. In my opinion, <laughs> I don't like Jared Goff as a quarterback. I would. I don't want any part of Jared Goff. However, this system's really good. He fits the, the Amon Ross, St. Brown. Really good. Really good young receiver. Overall, that was a good game. Do you have any other thoughts for it? Alright, so this is the one that I think might be a bit more lengthy. The Colts versus the Texans. And man, I am a hard advocate that the Texans might be will be the second best team of the AFC South. I'm very confident in that. Really? They have Davis uh, I think Davis Mills will have the best the most significant jump for the second year quarterbacks. I think yeah. Brandon Cooks will go for a thousand two hundred yards this year, probably close to five touchdowns, and they showed that this game, that they look great together, they, they played well, you have Davis Mills, who ended up having, that's the Colts stats, ended up having 240 yards with two passing touchdowns, and Brandon Cooks had 82 yards on seven receptions, they played great together, that was amazing, yeah. you hate to see Damian Pierce not get that much of a workload in this game, yeah. it's just... He's a Gurky. You kind of expect that in week one. But at the same time, yeah. I don't know. I would have liked to see him get some more yards, get some more mm -hmm. attempts, really. 
if he just didn't get yards and got attempts. I mean, he got 11, 11 attempts. He just got 30, 33 rushing yards. Yeah. Not terrible, but not great either. Brandon Cooks did good, like I said. O.J. Howard, he did surprisingly well with a thir- two, two receptions for 38 yards. And then defensively, the Texans. Dude, these, oh my god, I'm looking at these two names right here. Jonathan Owens and uh, Camus. I'm not saying that middle, I don't know. Yeah. Camus Hill. Yeah. Wild. Dude, what the heck? They, Hill, we're just going to call him Hill. And we're not talking about Tyreek Hill, we're talking about this guy because I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Camus had a Gruger. Had a combined tackles score not score had 18 combined tackles we're just gonna put it that way 18 combined tackles 14 of those were solo 14 what in the world that is wild and then looking at the Colts side man you gotta hate this if you're a Colts fan Pat McAfee is out there screaming right now I don't know where he is It, it you tie with the Texans the team that was most likely considered the worst team in the league last year and you tie with um, them yeah and it's not even like you they played bad matt ryan and michael Pittman, they have a shot at being a, a genuine elite level quarterback wide receiver duo this year with matt ryan having 352 yards and a passing touchdown and then michael Pittman having nine receptions for 121 yards catching that passing touchdown that yep. their connection is crazy this year. It's that you are like you expect that because Michael Pittman's coming into his prime, and then Matt Ryan is obviously Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt, Matt Ryan's been there and done that. Right, you expect that from him. He's consistently elevated his wide receivers. We saw that with Calvin Ridley last year. Whenever Calvin Ridley, you know, actually played, but the, obviously the, there was the times that he didn't play. But you saw that with him. You know that Matt Ryan's that guy. They have a yeah. good shot at being an elite wide receiver quarterback duo. Jonathan Taylor, he doesn't need to be the lead running back in Dude. receptions to be a successful. Look at this, though. 31 carries or 161 yards touchdown. And, and then he, he was in the passing game a little bit, too. Yeah. he did, He did. What's it called? For receiving-wise, he had four receptions. And then you have uh, Naheem Naheem. Wow, English is difficult today. <laughs> Naheem Hines, who had six. That's what I'm saying. Fan- so, fantasy-wise, Jonathan Taylor fans, at least for me, whenever I heard that Naheem Hines was going to be getting a lot of the more of the receiving yards or rece- uh. receiving targets, I got a bit scared. I was like, Jonathan Taylor's yeah. a good receiving running back. I think he could be really good. However, if he's Naheem Hines is like digging into those touches, that's pretty scary. I guess that doesn't matter when you have 31 rushes for 161 yards and an average of 5.2 yards per carry. They they had, I guess they, I, I'm going to check how many plays they had. Total plays, they had 90 total plays. 90. That means I a, understand. Thir- a oh third my. of the time that they had, that they were out there, they ran it with Jonathan Taylor. That is insane. Wild. And they, and they still passed the ball 50 times. Yeah. Like, or at least att- made the attempt. And then, yeah. what really sold the game was my man, Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, no, Blakey. He got cut 
He got cut from the Colts after this game because he missed a game tying field goal. He didn't even do bad. He didn't even do bad. He, out of the two, the three field goal attempts that he had, he made two of them. That's not bad. I mean, that you would ideally make all three, but everyone has bad games, you know, like. <clears throat> Evan McPherson, but that what? might oh, not dude. be. That's oh my gosh. nonetheless. You want to cut your star kicker because let's face it, Rodrigo Blankenship is a star kicker. You want to just cut him for who? Who's their kicker now? Exactly. Nobody knows. I have no idea. They're about to pull out the Chiefs, get Justin Reed to just hey. Listen, man, we'll pay you a bank just to come over here and play kicker. You can still be on the Chiefs. I don't care. Just come play kicker for us. We ain't got no one. Hmm. Why? Here, here's one thing that I, I, I could see why the Colts cut him. Um, I remember this last year because I had him in one of my fantasy teams last year. The, the Colts faced the Ravens, and in that game, he also missed a clutch field goal. And I think that's one of the most important like like stats um, or uh, ability for a kicker is clutch time kicking. And, right. you know, getting it done in those moments, that's, you know, if he makes that kick, we're not talking about them, you know, tying. We're talking about them taking a 1-0 um, place in, in the league. You the know, so. Right. That 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 can be a, a, a reason to cut somebody, um, is situational kicking. I, d- I definitely understand that. However, it was week one. It'd be different if it was like, (laughs) play A, this game determines if we make the playoffs this year. Rodrigo Blankenship, it's all on you. And then he proceeds to whiff it. I totally understand cutting him. However, give the, his glasses probably fogged up. That's probably what it was. I, allow him to explain himself, please. It really wasn't that deep. I, at least I didn't think so. Apparently, they think the Texans are still the laughing stock of the league. It, uh, I don't know. But I can't believe you got Blanky. Aside from kicking, because that's the kicker that I wanted to focus most on, I, both coming into the season, because I did, did think about this too terribly hard, but coming into the season, I was like, the Chargers have the best cornerback core in the league. <laughs> I lied. Yeah. It's definitely the Colts. Uncontested. Stephon Gilmore and Kenny Moore are disgusting. Stephon Gilmore had a 28.6% completion percentage this year on seven yeah. targets this year, this week. It, but you have to look at like the yearly thing for it to show up for the week. But he had 28.6% on seven targets. That's wild. I'm pretty sure that's the second best of the week for completion percentage and then Kenny Moore had six tackles and was on seven targets he did let up a lot of completions but tackle wise he's a he did a good job tackling them if you watch the film as soon as they caught the ball they went down there wasn't a lot of yards after catch a lot by Kenny Moore and that's really what you expect from him he's never last year he really wasn't that guy that shut down wide receivers like that you he did allow quite a few Receptions. Now he still had like a fifty-something percent completion percentage, enough mm-hmm. to put me. He was in like my top twelve corners last year, but man, they these two corners are special. Th- I think this will, as of right now, be the best cornerback core in the league. Do well oh, in the no. league. Wild. 
Also notice the Colts scored four, 17 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The Texans almost pulled a Falcons. It's wild. They almost... With Matt Ryan. With Matt Ryan on the opposite team. They said, hey, shout out to you, Bill. I'm going to show you... I'm going to give you almost what the other team felt like. However, we'll tie. It's fine. I got you. You're not going to get everything. Davis Mills said, I look like you, so I must act like you. And then sold hard at the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Mm-hmm. Alright, going into the Browns-Panthers game. Once again, not a lot to say here. I think the Panthers have a coaching problem because they have the personnel. They have DJ Moore, who I thought will do great. I still think he'll do great. But he only got three receptions for 43 yards. Robbie Anderson got five receptions for 102 yards, acting like how I pick him in Madden. I play him a lot in Madden, like breaking records with him. He, he said, hey, this is for you, Isaac. I got you. Pick yeah. me up a Madden this year. I said, I, I, BB, I got you. And then Christian McCaffrey, kind of mid, 10 rushes, 33 yards. Didn't do a whole Let lot. Let me down in fantasy, dude. Let me down in fantasy. He really did. People were saying, oh, yeah, he's better than Jonathan Taylor this year. Go for I upside. I over Jonathan Taylor. And you know how much I'm, well, there's more in the season. But, oh, my gosh, that was not a good start. I didn't pick him in any drafts. Not because I didn't want to, because I did pick second overall in any drafts. So I was like, hmm. Do I... Uh, do I really want to take Christian McCaffrey over Jonathan Taylor first overall? I did. Now thank you back on it. I, However, I didn't in the moment. Despite him doing bad, I still would take him first overall in fantasy drafts. Baker Mayfield played mid one passing touchdown, one interception, 235 passing yards. I was really hoping he would light them up. I was game. too. Revenge game, honestly. Honestly. Man. Defensively, oh, they didn't man. do horrible, but they didn't do great. It was just a mid-game in, in general for the Panthers. Right. And then for the Browns, apparently they're the only team in the league with a functional kicker that can actually make end-game kicks. Dude. Oh my god. You hate to see that. You hate to hear that. However, that is wait. the case. Just wait till we get the game. <laughs> oh. The running game for them did amazing. Nick Chubb obviously is going to do great. 22 rushes for 141 yards, 6.4 average yards per carry. Kareem Hunt, 11 rushes, 46 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. Both of these players are great. I really want to see Kareem Hunt get traded so that way we can see him per, like actually perform well because as of right yeah, now I just think he'd be a, I, he could be a top five fantasy back I think he could on his own team. I'm he, 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 I, him on the Chiefs dude was wild oh. I'm still an advocate for the Bills trying to go out and get him like hear me out here Jam- we trade we trade away James Cook Zach Moss and Jameson Crowder and maybe a pick for him and then we pick, we trade for him, and then we sign OBJ, yeah. and then we win the Super Bowl because that's that's. Not here, guys. Moving on to the Niners Bears, I quite literally have one thing to say about this. It was raining. There is no. There <laughs> the is amount of rain n- on that field was wild to me. Oh like, my gosh. There is 
You have zero right in saying anything positive or negative about either of these teams because there was so much rain. Yeah. There, Debo. Yeah. Sa- there's a highlight of Debo Samuel. He w- got. He started to run with the ball. Got tackled. Like maybe gained one or two yards. And then as he was like the defenders got off of him, he started sliding because a defender pushed him. Like like they were getting up and they like put his hand on his body and he's just like slid so easily. Wild. The fact that the Bears after they won this game slid on the field a yeah. decent probably like five yards is wild to me. And you know the most audacious thing that I've heard all week was I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw someone who had the idea of blasphemy in their mind to say Bears are a Super Bowl contender now after they beat the 49ers in this horrible, horrible rain. I don't even know how to talk about this game because, like, the both quarterbacks didn't play well. Justin Fields went 8 for 17 with 121 yards. I mean, they didn't throw the ball because they can't. It's freaking raining so much. Receivers can't stay up. This game was just, it's so, it's hard to even determine, like you said, how good a team can be when they can't do much. Like, Trey Lance, I feel bad for Trey Lance. This is like his game where he's like, he's got to prove himself, and he has these conditions. Right. I just don't, I don't think you, anyone could say anything legit about these teams. No. Because. The amount of weather, oh my gosh, dude. Seeing them, like, spongy. That stuff, like the water off the field, yeah. oh my, I mean, it would just come back. I don't understand why they, yeah, I don't There know. was no point in doing it because there was just, gonna, there was just too much. It didn't even make so sense. So much, dude. Oh my goodness. I don't even care to talk about that game any more than that. Sorry, 49ers are Bears fans, but, you know, y'all just, the game was, it, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. It was botched. You couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Alright, so, going on to Jags Commanders, right? Christian Kirk, he looks great. He looks like a very good wide receiver, yeah, very man. good asset. However, not worth the money that they paid him. Six receptions for 117 yards, no touchdowns. So what my question is for you, 13 Aaron, targets, though. 13 targets, though. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. He did get targeted quite a bit. My question for you, though, is what do you think it'll take to make that money being spent on Christian Kirk worth it. Because... I think he needs... I think he just needs to be... First off, he needs to be the... Without a doubt, receiver. He can't get paid that that money to not be able to go out and perform. I still think this is a good game. Six yards... Six, I mean, targets-wise, he they're trying to get him the ball. They have uh, to. They have to. <laughs> but, I mean, he averaged 19.5 yards per... Reception. So, I mean, I think for for me to make that money worth it is you need to be a game changer. Um, you need to be able to get on that field and be consistently good. Um, so, it, it, I'm definitely interested in see how he's going to do this year specifically, especially with Trevor Lawrence. I think I you never know, man. You never know. Maybe they see something that we don't, but. Yeah, they, they they saw they saw Christian Kirk over in Arizona, and they're like, "Yep, this is Cooper Cup. I see yeah, it. it I, I see it, man. He's 100 percent Cooper Cup." Botched a whole receiver play. Now we have to freaking pay Jamal Chase like that. I feel bad for y'all because yeah. they're 
there are people already saying like, oh yeah, he he's he's a top 15 player in the league. In my opinion, he's not. However, there are people that say he is, he, and those people that legit, who he is legit. I don't think he's like out of every single player. He's top he 15. Definitely need more time, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Need more time to see it, more of it, but. Um, but definitely by the time that he needs a new contract, which I think will be after next year, I believe, uh, the Bengals, they, they got some money to pay. But we'll, we'll get into that later. Right, uh, right. Staying back on this game, we have the running backs, Travis Etienne. The people have spoken for the past two years, saying that he was going to be a good running back, and then he plays better than I was expecting. Because in fantasy, it looks like he played garbage. That's what I, my yeah. first opinion was on him. I was like, oh my gosh, he's selling the bag. This is terrible. And then you look yeah. at it. Four rushes. Not great. 47 yards. 47 though? yards. 11.8 yards per carry. That is unhuman. What in the world? That, like, obviously, that's not maintainable for the entire season. Yeah. However, the fact that he did it in this game alone is great. Did yep. you have J James Robinson coming off an Achilles tear? Eleven rushes, sixty-six yards, six yards per carry. Overall, pretty good. General, yep. genuinely speaking, this team is pretty good overall. Kind of mid. Like I said, I think the Texans will finish better than them. Let's get to the Commanders. Let's, Let's get to the Commanders because I've been wanting to talk about the Commanders. Carson Wentz, three hundred and thirteen freaking yards. Four passing Dude. touchdowns. Oh. He's like yeah. that. Last year, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to know about that. Who, no. who cares? Who cares about interceptions? Honestly, <laughs> not me. <laughs> but yeah, I died on the hill last year that Carson Wentz was a, still a good quarterback. I'm gonna die on it this year. Now it is just one game, and he is playing like prime Carson Wentz. But man, mm -hmm. this is a good team. This is a good team overall, and he played good. And then talking about the team in general, Antonio Gibson kind of went crazy. 14 rushes, 58 yards, with no touchdowns. I thought he got a lot more touchdowns than that. But four point yards per carry isn't terrible. Curtis yeah, Samuel. Oh, yeah, go on. In the receiving game, though, he, he went off. Yeah, he did. Seven receptions for 72 yards. Led the team in receptions and in receiving yards. He did go off in that aspect. Curtis Samuel got used quite a bit in the or the rushing game for, or not quite a bit, but a little bit for four rushes, 17 yards. I expect to see more of that. I think that they'll use him a lot more like that, kind of like a wide back. So, like, in my opinion, DJ Moore is Debo Samuel light. This guy is Debo Samuel light, 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 you know? I think yeah. he, I think I think he has that ability to do that. And then you have obviously Scary Terry, who receiving wise, two receptions, fifty eight yards. I'm scared yeah. of him for the wrong reasons. You want to be scared of him because oh he's gonna do good. Yippee! No. I'm scared of him because he got two receptions. Two. Two He did get a touchdown. It was a that was a long touchdown that he caught. Oh yeah. If he didn't, if he doesn't get that touchdown, that's a horrible day. That is terrible. In fantasy, in a PPR format, that is seven point eight points. Now he finished Off of that and with a touchdown, so it'd probably be like around thirteen. But that's not 
what you want. That is not. You hate to see that. And that's why, in my opinion, as someone who drafted Terry McLaurin in quite a bit of leagues, I am petrified to start him this week, especially because you're playing the Lions, who have a fairly good defensive line. I yep. think that they'll do pretty solid this week against the Commanders, who overall are mid. And then you Dotson take a look at Dotson. Man, I am confident that he could be, he has the potential to be the best rookie wide receiver this year. Yep. I yeah. I see it. I see that he, he, he he's looking great. He t- two touchdowns. You love to see that. You love to see his role entirely. Three receptions. He had more receptions than Terry McLaurin, might I add. Hence why I'm scared for Terry McLaurin, and then 40 yards. So yeah. overall, he still played great. I hope that they continue to use him. Ideally, ideally for me, this is how I want this system being ran. I'm taking over as the head coach right now. Offensive coordinator. Anything. That's a You throw Terry McLaurin the ball because he's your star wide receiver. So you actually treat him like your star wide receiver. Dotson's your second option, right? You always look to Dotson after that. So that way, you know, maybe get some more progression. Get some more reps in for him. And then Curtis Samuel, like I said, since he's ultra light, Debo Samuel, you kind of just use him sometimes in the receiving game, but more as like a wide back, like a third yeah. string receiver, but a second string running back, despite them having J.D. McKissick and Brian Robinson whenever he comes back. Hopefully he gets better soon. And then defensively, there was no one that really stood out to me. Obviously you have Jackson, William Jackson, the cornerback, with eight tackles and one assist. He got targeted seven times and allowed six receptions. Not very good. However, you got eight tackles. So, overall, he didn't do bad. He still played good, just coverage-wise, for a corner, that's more important to me than tackles. Tackles, obviously, are great, but I don't view tackles as important as coverage. Moving on to the Patriots and Dolphins game. This is another game that I have very little to say about. Dolphins looks great, but Tua can't throw the ball. He's bad, simply. There's obviously the viral clip of him trying to get to a wide-open Tyreek Hill, and he hits on the ground, like, five yards closer to mm-hmm. him than... It's just wild. It's wild. And then there's another clip going around where he threw it to Tyreek Hill, but it was going to the cornerback, and Tyreek Hill had to say, oh, never mind, I'm not a wide receiver. I'm a cornerback. I'm a cornerback. <laughs> and intercepted it from the cornerback. You just... That's terrible. Tua, what are you doing? And then you have Tyreek Hill going out there on a whole... He had went on a whole marketing campaign to say, yeah, Tua's good. Guys, guys, quit quit hating on Tua. He's actually yeah. not that bad for him to be that bad. L quarterback. Tua turned the ball over. Sucks. L quarterback. Yeah. And now, <laughs> the game that... I watched on Sunday, the one that I actually paid attention to. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, actually. Alright, All right, guys. So, Steelers and Bengals, man. Um, this was a... Uh, my Sunday wasn't exactly the best. Um, there was a lot of hype going into this game, especially for Bengals fans. 
Um, all my Bengals fans, stand up. We, we good, we good. We got 16 games left. It's all good, y'all. Um, this game was disappointing. There was a lot of, there was a lot of things that everything that could have gone wrong for the Bengals went wrong. And um, I'm just going to start with the offense, with the Bengals offense. Joe Burrow had his worst game that he has had in the NFL and probably his worst game I'm going to say ever four interceptions technically five but one got called back on a defensive passing the guards and then a fumble um, he, he just did not look um, he just did not look ready like it, it, it seemed like he was timid in the pocket he was making reads, throws on reads that just weren't right. Like that w- wasn't Joe seeing in the first half. It was not Joe Burrow. Um, but and then also to go along with that, um, we for throwing for having five turnovers to have the final score be twenty three to twenty. If you hear five turnovers in a game, you're thinking that you're going to get blown out by by thirty or forty points. And I, I'll say this about the Steelers. Their defense absolutely, like, they went they went brazy. Like, it was a full-out just, like, Micah Fitzpatrick had, Mika Fitzpatrick had probably the best game that he's had in the NFL. Defensive player Watt. of the year, Mika Fitzpatrick. Dude. MVP, Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, Coach of the year, Mika Fitzpatrick. He does it all, baby. He's like that. Miles Jack and TJ Watt also he, did good. He he had the pick six, which I don't know what Burrow saw on that play. Um, it was just a it, it, the 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 ball didn't have enough velocity on it, um, and it just floated. And it was an easy pick for Fitzpatrick. They ran back to the house. Um, he blocked the, the, the guys. There was so much that happened in this game. Uh, th- this is this game. It's going to take us a second to get through this, but I mean Fitzpatrick had a great game. Um, TJ Watt was everywhere. Um, he he had one sack. He didn't really do much with pass rush because he just I don't even know how to explain what he he just got in passing lanes for Burrow. He had like two or three like passes where he like batted up in the air. One of them he actually just picked off, which was I'm not gonna lie, that was sick. Um. And yeah, the, the the Steelers defense looked really, really good. Alex Highsmith had a great game, three sacks. Jonah Williams sucks. Um, and I mean, I, I'll say this about uh, the Bengals, um, especially for Bengals fans. Um, they'll be back. And, you know, Jamar Chase had an absolute beast today, too. He had, uh, or Sunday, 10 receptions for 129 yards and a touchdown. Um, Mixon was really good in the uh, receiving game, which was finally, finally they they're using him for that. Um, Hayden Hurst had a really good game. I'm really excited to see what he does. Um, and Tyler Boyd had a decent. He had a good game as well. T. Higgins, unfortunately, without concussion. Um, yeah, the, like I said, the second half of the Bengals wasn't as bad. Uh, they rocked the. Offense did a little bit better. It wasn't until really the last three or four drives that it, they looked somewhat comfortable. It just felt like the whole game that the Steelers' defense just—they knew their move, they knew where they were going, 
Um, and Mike Tomlin, he, he, he knows how to coach. Um, so I'm going to start talking about the controversial. There were so many like controversial plays that happened. Um, so Isaac, let's 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 get into the first one. How do you feel about Burrow with Burrow? the four interceptions? Okay, with the interceptions. So this goes for this game in general and most overtime games in general. I feel like people tend to overreact to things in overtime games in like all aspects of the game. Because you did play more time, and this was one of the longer overtime games that they that you could have. Because of that, same with the Colts game. I've didn't mention that before. But it's the same thing. But whenever mm. games go into overtime, obviously you're gonna have more positive stats. You're also gonna yep. have more negative stats. So yep. I don't I don't recall if he threw any interceptions in overtime. However, part of the game. However, so. generally speaking, overall, I've done, yeah, you don't like to see that with Joe Burrow, but no. he has the mentality to come back from this. Like he, like yeah. you, you, he's been telling me, not Joe Burrow, Aaron has been telling me this entire week that he's been that Joe Burrow sat in the locker room with his pe- oh, with man. just staring at a wall for forty five yeah, minutes he, after this game. Bro was traumatized. A, uh, there was there was reporters that were in the Bengals locker room and they were interviewing players and Burrow everybody showered and everybody was like ready to go, but Burrow Burrow had his jersey on he had his uniform on and he was just staring at his locker for it seemed like forty five minutes he was the only person in the locker room and he was just staring at his locker, um, and I, I'm I'm sorry for Dallas, but this guy is on a uh, revenge tour for at least this next game. Um, so, um, uh, it, it's not going to happen next. That's not that's not what we're going to see from Burrow every single week, obviously. Um, what I will say is, I am the offensive line. I, I mentioned it in the uh, in our predictions that the offensive line was going to take time. Today we had seven sacks allowed. Um, yeah. The left side of the line looked a little rough. The right side wasn't as bad. Leo Collins had a couple of miscues. Um, Quinn, uh, Bolson, uh, he's a rookie. You knew he was going to um, have some hiccups. But the real guy that I'm I'm real worried about is Jonah Williams. Um, there is reports in all of uh, like camp that Trey Hendrickson was just beating him off the line constantly and just beasting on him. And Alex Highsmith had a game against this guy. So, you know, uh, does it worry me that the sacks was high? Obviously, yeah. Um, I just feel like we just need time, but um, the, they need to they need to get it together soon, um, especially with how hard the second half of the schedule is. But um, the thing is, though, is like I said, going to to the Steelers' offense, um, they just did not look appealing to me. Um, and I, uh, this might be a little bit biased because I am a Bengals fan, but they weren't able to move the ball much. They had success on jet sweeps a lot. They had some creative play calling some a couple times, I'm not going to lie. But besides that, they didn't have anything. I mean, Trubisky had a 
21 completions for uh, 38 attempts for 194 yards and a touchdown. Right. Najee is limited. Now, he did get hurt. I hope he gets um, a quick recovery. Same with uh, T.J. Watt. Um, 10 carries for 23 yards. Claypool had a good uh, – he had six carries for 36 yards. Um, you know, so, I mean, offensively for the Steelers, they just didn't have – Deontay Johnson had one of the most impressive catches I've yes, ever seen. Freaking love Deontay. Oh, my gosh, dude. I, I mean, Chase had a catch – or well, it wasn't a catch, but it was – they had awkwardly similar things. And Deontay – the only difference was Deontay got his other foot in, which makes it – I must say that does make that a little nice because he was able to get that other foot down. Just um, say it, Aaron. It makes it better. It was it a better catch. Better. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try not to be as biased as I can be with this. But, um, you know, I, 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 the thing is, though, I am. I'm gonna say this, and I'm sorry if I get any Steelers fans mad um, by saying this. But, do you expect the Steelers to be able to do that defensively every game? You know. Yeah. Do you expect them to create? five turnovers every single game and, and get out to the quarterback, especially when T.J. Watt's on. I'm just saying the the Steelers, they won that game, and, you know, win's a win, but I, I I just don't know, man. I mean, the offense just did not look – they don't have, like, a true identity, you know? Right. Um, and it, it just – the whole – there was a lot that happened in this game. There's a couple more things we'll turn over. The offense for the Steelers just did not look good. And the fact that, like I said, you force five turnovers, that means you have five extra possessions. Five extra possessions. Well, you want to know the time of possessions for each team? The Bengals had, meanwhile, having five turnovers, had 43 minutes of possession time. The Steelers had 26. 26. Third down efficiency for the Steelers was 4 of 15. That's just crazy. Like, eight you can't be like that happen. That That is a little bit worrisome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, though. The Steelers' defense played amazing. I will give them credit on that. They played absolutely amazing. Tip of my hat. You know, you guys did great. And you guys won it. Congratulations. But um, I would be a little bit worried offensively for what is to come, especially if T.J. Watt's gone. Um, moving into the next <laughs> – oh, gosh – um, the last, like, probably about 25, 30 minutes of the game, including starting from the point of when Jamar catches that touchdown that does not get overturned or doesn't get challenged by Zach Taylor. There was a couple of times where I, you know, Zach Taylor is a great coach. He changed the culture for the Bengals, but his situational play calling is just not it. Um, there was couple games last year were like the Packers game where there was some questionable calls he made with the Packers um and in the 49ers when you know taking the ball out of Burrow's hands and and you know just stuff like that just it it really confuses me and it concerns me you know you see this this picture of Jamar and he literally has his right foot on the white line and the ball is in the right hand you know that's a touchdown it is a touchdown he has possession of it he has possession of it. It's in his right hand. Why do you not challenge that, you know? And then on top of that, their <laughs> long snapper gets hurt. 
When was the last time that you heard a long snapper get hurt in a football game? And when was the last time that that long snap you hear a long snapper getting hurt in a football game that created a potential loop? That let's be honest, Evan McPherson losing that catch, missing that kick, one hundred percent sold that game. Sold the game, and I'll like I said, I'll get to that in a second. In in, but like. The long snapper gets hurt, Clark Harris, and I'm going to make this point, and I'm going to say this, because special teams is so, so important. And the long snapper who doesn't get much credit is, is it, like I said, that's not someone that talks about it. All they do is snap the ball. But when they go down, it's the most it's, – it's bad, because now you have somebody who doesn't practice that form of – that art of snapping having to do it in a high-pressure situation. Why does Zach Taylor take the football again out of Burrow? Because by this time, Burrow was cooking. I mean, he was right. he was making sustainable drives. T.J. Watt was out of the game, unfortunately. Um, so the offensive line was holding up pretty well, and he was having clean pockets. Um, why do you play for a field goal, and, and and then also on that third down play, you, you, you do it on third down, which gives you another kick another chance that if this snap is bad to you know be able to do it again it's a high snap and the laces are pointing towards McPherson and all you kickers out there you know when the laces are pointing towards you you don't get as much control on the ball and it sails on you so what happened it sailed on McPherson because it was a high snap probably wasn't placed down probably the right right either and the laces were facing towards them um, and he actually ended up taking like McPherson in the locker room. Like he said that he took, he that he said he that that's on him. Um, but really, it's on the launch snapper's receiver because, and it's most importantly on Taylor for not communicating to his team. Hey, if this snap is bad, hold it. You get another chance, right? And then you could have also kept the ball in Burr's hands and went for it on third down and try to get a first down and try to score a touchdown and win the game that way, right? Um, so, like I said, so many different things happened in this game. Um, and for me personally, as a Bengals fan, it hurt really bad. And especially after the last game. The last game, we were in the Super Bowl, and we got you know beat like that. So, it's been a, a the last past two games for the Bengals have been rough. Um, but um, on top of that, though, the Bengals had a, a lot of good things in the sense of once Burrow did, Burrow you know, battled through adversity. Um, Jamar looked like a stud. Mixon had a good game. Um, but, yeah, just this is a game to honestly forget. And, you know, <laughs> wow. A game really, really to tough. forget. Yeah. yeah. The only two yeah, things, I only have two more things to add on to that. One, Mixon was used to the receiving game a lot. That's really good for yeah. fantasy, but that's really good in general. I feel like running backs that get reused for rushing and receiving just tend to do better last year with Jonathan Taylor. Christian McCaffrey is probably the best running back in the league. Whatever, he's healthy, and he's a rushing and receiving running back. And then, defensively, y'all's corners played phenomenal. Mike Hilton yeah. is might be one of the... He might be a top three slot corner in the league. Because he yeah. had eight tackles throughout the game. And had coverage-wise... Wasn't the best, wasn't the worst, just kind of mid. And then you had a Wouzier yep. who had five tackles on a 50% completion percentage, which is the definition of solid. That's what you look for is 
usually that 50% range, or ideally, it's zero. It's zero percent. There's no completions, but you obviously can't do that for a whole year. So I don't expect that to happen in one week. Yep. Yep. Oh, but, I have I have something to add on so with that though. Okay. For all the people, guys, believe it or not, I know Eli Apple has gotten blamed oh, since no. that Super Bowl game. Guys, he has secretly been performing well during camps, during and in this game. If you look up his stats, uh, Isaac, I don't know, while I'm talking, could yeah. you uh, look up his stats for covered stats? Um, during preseason, when there was a viral video that went out there with Eli Apple, where you know Eli Apple gets mossed by Jamar, and it's a nasty catch. But they didn't, the thing is, though, is that the media didn't forget, forgot to mention that in those five snaps, Eli Apple won four of those snaps. Successfully defended against Jamar Chase in four of the five of those snaps. Right? So, um, really good game for Eli Apple. And on top of that, Jesse Bates, one tackle, one uh, solo tackle, and one assist tackle. For a guy that's playing on a contract, he's on a contract year, he's trying to prove himself, has to do better. Yeah. Um, now, this homeboy was at Kane's the other day. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe that, maybe the good old taste of Kane's fingers were was on his mind during that game. But, uh, you know, he's got he's to gotta step it up, if he, especially if he wants to play and get that money, especially for the money he's asking for. You yeah. And then to answer your question for Eli Apple, he had mm-hmm. two solo tackles, three target was targeted three times, and he had a sixty six percent completion percentage. Jeez. With but his yeah. overall PFF grade was a seventy point six, so he's obviously doing at least something out there yeah. for PFF to yeah. think that he's good or all right. Personally, PFF in my opinion, the PFF grade mm-hmm. is not good. I'll get more into that. Oh, actually, I forgot to mention this whenever we talk about the Commanders. Freaking Kendall sucks. The cornerback sucks. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Kendall Fuller? Yeah, Kendall Fuller. Fuller. I drew a blank on his last name there. That's my bad. However, he is the definition of overrated. PFF consistently says that he is a top five cornerback. For me, last year, here's my cornerback 19. Barely squeaked in 20. I was debating Chris Harris over him. However, I didn't put Chris Harris over him. I put Chris Harris at 21. That's besides the point. But, like you said, Eli Apple obviously has to be doing something out there. He had to be doing something. The thing is, though, I think um, think two of those catches, the one was the Deontay catch that was like the one-hander. That went for like twenty yards. Yeah. So that'll that'll hurt. Um, but um, just the last thing I'll say here is, um, Bengals fans, keep your head up. We'll be good. Steelers fans, good job. We'll see you guys week eleven. Make sure you lace up them black air forces real tight. <laughs> All right. Well, getting into the Ravens and Jets game, we're gonna try to speed through a couple of these now. The only things that I have to say about this game are, A, Lamar gets capped on. That man is underrated as crap. Last year, he, I ranked him kind of low for quarterbacks. He just got underrated really hard last year because he wasn't throwing well. 
he proved that he could still throw well this game. He had like a 60-yard completion, if I am correct. I'm not entirely sure if that's true. But nonetheless, even if he didn't, he still was throwing good in general. Just, 17 for 30 for 213 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Yeah, and his longest was a 55, not a 65. That's my bad. A 55-yard pass and a passer rating of 98.3. Overall, yep. played great. And then you have Marcus Williams, who played great for the as well. He had mm-hmm. 10 tackles, 12 combined tackles, so only two assists, but it sounds better when you say 12 combined tackles as a safety. Yep. And then I think the highlight of this game, DJ Reed. I think he might finish yep. as a top 10 corner this year. He had a six. He had, was targeted six times. He allowed zero receptions and got an interception. Yep. This man is different. He is the only. Like he's the only corner amongst like, you know, major corners because there's obviously ones that didn't start that didn't allow any, but he is the only corner out of the major corners that started to allow zero, zero receptions on high volume targets. That's six ta- that's six targets. That's one less than Stefan Gilmore. Stefan Gilmore had a twenty eight point six percent completion percentage. And that's I was like, Oh yeah, that's great while well, I'm going through this. And then I look at DJ Reed and I'm like What? This guy's n- nasty. That's all I had to say about that. I don't really I have a, how did a Sauce Gardner do? Um in this game. Sauce Gardner had two tackles. He was targeted three times and only allowed one reception. So 33% completion percentage. That's definitely good. But you do want to see a couple more tackles. And you do want to see a bit more volume. I would wait to see. Wait to say Sauce Gardner's great. Because even three targets, that's so little. Alright, so as we continue on, try to speed through these. Saints-Falcons, AJ Terrell, he did alright. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But the highlight people are talking about is Michael Thomas. I think he's I'm still good. However, I think he's going to get a little bit overrated. Jarvis Landry saw more targets than him. He only got yeah. five Jarvis or seven. Had a- he, he had a game. He He's yeah. actually still got it. Seven receptions, 114 yards. Oh, yeah. Nine targets. You have Michael Thomas who got eight targets and only caught five of them. Five receptions, 57 yards, two touchdowns. Kind of like that. Hey, man, this this guy, give him a shot. Pete Warner, Warner, Werner, I don't really know how to say his last name. But he's nasty. He had 11 solo tackles. And then Kyle Pitts, he was very disappointing, as Kyle Pitts was the entirety of last year. Hopefully he can fix that. That's all I have to say about that game. If you have anything else to add. Alright, well, going on to Chiefs-Cardinals. Mahomes proved that he does not need Tyreek Hill. Mahomes is crazy good, still without him. Five, five passing touchdowns. Man, if this was the end of the... If it was a one-week MVP, week one MVP, it's Patrick Mahomes. He had the best game. Only nine incompletions, dude. He had only nine. There was a point in the game where he completed like 12 or 13 straight passes. Like, what in the world? How are you that good at football? Why can't I do that? Like, me, me and him don't have that different of a body type. Like, I, if you compared our arms, we'd be 
very similar. I bet I could throw that far too, right? No. No. I, I'm like an Aaron Donald type. Aaron, uh, yeah. Physically. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. I could definitely see that. And then, uh, Kelsey obviously played great. The defensively, first of all, offensively for the Cardinals, going to them real quick, just mid, simply, yeah. simply mid. Kyler yeah. Murray, 193 yards, two passing touchdowns. But can we really blame him? It was double XP Crazy weekend McStarley, at Call of Duty. Crazy McSorley, bro. Yeah! You'd love to see that. I don't really blame Kyler Murray. It's not like he played terrible. However, yeah. I don't expect anything less at this point because it was double XP weekend in Call of Duty. So. Yep. You gotta get that, you gotta get that grind on, dude. Right. He, to do it. He's on that grind to plat platinum. Or whatever. Dark matter. Yeah. Whatever it is this year. Game. And then, defensively, look at a defense. Nick Bolton and Legereus Sneed for the Chiefs went crazy. Nick Bolton had nine tackles with one assist. And Legereus Sneed had eight tackles with a sack. And then defensively for the Cardinals, Buda Baker. You don't really expect anything less than crazy good performances. He had 13 combined tackles, the majority of those coming from solo tackles. He got seven of those solo and six of the assists. So it was pretty spread out even right there, but nonetheless still played great. Moving on from wow. them, you have the Giants versus the Titans. You have Derrick Henry with 28, 21 rushes, 82 yards, and an average of 3.9 yards per carry. You see them hurting without A.J. Brown there. And then Traylon Burks only got three receptions, kind of mid. Kind of mid. I was really high on Traylon Burks coming into this. And then Saquon looks like he'll be a top three running back. I love it, dude. I've been, I've been, I've been here for the Saquon, dude. I felt so bad for him the past couple of years. 18 rushes, 164 yards, so 9.1 yards per carry. Looked great. And then receiving wise, he got six receptions for 30 yards. It, he truly did look great throughout this entire game. Yep. Going to the Packers Vikings game. This game overall was pretty good. AJ Dillon. Actually might take the RB1 spot on this team. I would hate to see that. I'm a big fan of Aaron Jones. I really hope they continue to either at least split shares or just use A.J. Dillon as a handcuff. However, it is looking like they're on the trajectory of using him as the RB1 or at least splitting, which is not very ideal. Devondre Campbell. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you go. I, I was going to add something about Aaron Rodgers, dude. Okay. Um... Not not a good game, man. He, I feel I feel partially bad for him. He's got literally nobody to throw the ball to. <laughs> right. But, okay. Also, AJ Dillon saw some receiving work with five receptions for 46 yards on those. Devontae Campbell played good. He had 11 combined tackles, and I believe five of those were solo and six of those were assist nonetheless he still got those and Quay Walker played good however he did injure his shoulder which you don't like to see that could pose some issues for that defense but staying on defense for this team Jair Alexander his first game back you love to see that 
four tackles and a 50% completion percentage. He played good. He didn't out. He ever. He, however, did not get a play back in coverage against Justin Jefferson. Kind of understandable, being that it's his first game back. Although I did want to see that. That would be a great matchup. However, that wasn't the case. Talking about Justin Jefferson, I think he'll finish as the best wide receiver this year. He played phenomenal in week one, and this is his fourth year now in the league, or is this his third? Uh, he came in the year, I think he came in with... I think he came in so with... that would be third. Third? I'm pretty sure. And historically yeah, speaking, third, third year receivers tend to break out, so... And I don't know really how you could break out much farther than what Justin Jefferson's already been doing. However, it's looking like this is set up to be one of his best years. And Jordan Hicks, he've had he did great. He had 16 tackles and a sack for the Vikings. All in all, I think it's going to be the Vikings-Bills in the Super Bowl, where the Bills will win, hopefully. That's my way-too-early Super Bowl prediction going into coming out of Week 1. Going into week two, I think it's be Vikings Bills Super Bowl. Vikings play great. Moving on yep. to the Raiders versus Chargers game. Keenan Allen went down. You hate to see that for the Chargers, but overall, Justin He's Herbert. Actually, he actually just got ruled out. Yeah. It, he got a hamstring injury. You hate to see that. But overall, what, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Justin. Justin is his name. Remember that. Herbie. Herbert. Justin Dude. Herbert played good. Obviously, he's Justin Herbert. You expect nothing Dude, he less. he had a sick pass during that game. Did you see that? I've I seen a couple the of his passes. And majority of them, he I was like, he's good he... at football. Yeah. He's got good hair. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I can't wait to see, like, him, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson play on Thursday night football, like, consistently. Because... Uh-huh. The, the new prime balls that they added, they're so small. There's like they're just gonna throw them so far. Are it's they, wild. Are they gonna actually play with those? I I think they are. I think that's actually think like a thing play. that they're playing with prime Amazon Prime Football on um, Thursday night games. Did you see how hard he Russell threw that? Imagine freaking Herbert or Mahomes throwing that. Right. Imagine Dude, they're gonna be able to launch it from the goal line to goal line. That's probably why Josh, the what's it called, receiver day to catch Josh Allen's pass. He threw it too hard with the, what's it called, with the prime ball. I expect nothing less from him, at that oh, point. Yeah. And then unfortunately, I have to admit, Devonte Adams, he did good, and that's the <laughs> most good thing that I'll say about that team, the Raiders. L franchise. Don't worry, Raiders. Don't, don't worry, Raiders. I got you. You guys, you guys, you guys almost had it. Derek Carr. Oh, I did not realize you guys. He had three interceptions. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Get clamped. Uh, no, sorry guys, I don't. I can't really. I can't really support you guys. Yeah, there wasn't much to forward about. Correct. Because they are a bad team. Simply. That's yeah, really awkward. Now so moving on to. Oh, go on. What do you say? Oh no, I said Devontae Adams is great. Oh yeah, yes he is. Moving on though from that to the Bucks Cowboys game, Fournette Leonard Fournette is not fat. I can confirm, he did not fat. Unlike contrary to popular belief, he actually did pretty good this game. He allotted 
I think 124, 127 rushing yards, 127 yards. with an average. Yards carry. Yep. Overall, this team, this Buccaneers team, did great. You have people like on defense, Devin White. He had six. He had seven tackles and an assist, and uh. one sack. He played great. Carlton Davis locked up four tackles at a 30% completion percentage, making massive improvements. Now for the Cowboys. Yikes, dude. Losing Dak Prescott in week one is brutal. That is tough. And they keep, they play, who, who's their starter? It's something like Spooner or something like that. I don't, I don't know what his name is exactly. Spooner? I don't know what it is. It's Cooper, something. Cooper, Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush. That's what it is. Not, not Spooner. Spooner. It's Cooper. Spooner. Listen. Listen. I didn't have I his name pulled up. as wrong as you could have possibly have been, dude. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Spooner and Cooper that both have. Wrong. No, Spooner and Cooper both have two O's in them. They're spelled very similar. That doesn't matter. Why would someone be named Spooner? Moving on. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Dak Prescott is out for, I think, eight weeks. I'm not entirely sure. However, that's a terrible loss. Micah Parsons, though, this is the only upside you can really get from this game. Had two sacks. But you know that meme of, like, the rundown home? And there's a Bugatti in the, like, on the side of the house, you know? That is the definition of this team with Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is great. And then you look at the rest of the team, and it's just like, yeah. That's so unideal. And then, yeah. do you have anything else to say for that game? Not really, dude. Moving on then to the Broncos and Seahawks. Wilson and Judy played great. Wilson did really good overall on his debut. However, Brandon McManus just couldn't get it done. Couldn't get that game-winning kick like so many other kickers this week. Geno Smith Shut proved... Up. <laughs> oh, my God. Gina Smith proved to be a very good quarterback, I guess you could say that. Some may say that uh, he has a child now, and congratulations to him for that, uh, being Russell Wilson. And Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton. I thought you meant literally. I was like, congrats, dude. Congrats, man. <laughs> Russell Wilson is now an infant, and he is yours. Take him yeah. and... It's, I, take it or leave it, man. You get the franchise, but you also have to, to be the caregiver to Russell Wilson. Dude, Javante Williams had 11 receptions. Yeah, he actually did really good. I really hope he continues to wow. do really good throughout the year. Jordan, in, uh, Jordan Brooks and Cody Barton both played great. And then yeah. I've seen this clip. As an avid person who does not like Jamal Adams, I see this clip of Jamal Adams, the ball gets thrown straight to him. You know what he does? It hits his helmet, and he doesn't catch it. But then he go down there with an injury. I don't care what he went down with. (laughs) Brother, that was... He was playing before... If he went down with an injury, it was definitely before that. And so, therefore, it was no right having missed that catch. It hit him in the face mask. He had two available arms, and he said, nah, I'm not going to catch this ball. So he didn't. L safety. Just put him at linebacker, honestly. Well, he can't. He can't walk right now because he's hurt. Nah, he can walk it off. 
He got that. He got that. Well, that's all the games for the week. We're going to be posting, or recording at least, a podcast every single Wednesday. So be expecting to see that, our weekly reviews. And do you have any predictions going into week two? Um, Bengals are going to destroy the Cowboys. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Might give Jerry Jones a heart attack. <laughs> Rest in... If that does, then... I. That'd be wild. You're you're just predicting the future at that point. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We all love Joey. Joey. I don't have any like standout predictions. At least like nothing that I'm like, oh, this is gonna happen. It's gonna be great and it's gonna be phenomenal. Other than the two ones that are standard, Bills are gonna win and Raiders are gonna lose. So yeah. Is there a game of the week that you have circled at all? For this, for, the, for this week or for the up and coming week? For the up and coming week. Well, I'm obviously going to try to watch the Bills game, but I think another game that might yeah. be really good, Commanders Lions. That one might be good. Yeah. I do think um, the the Bills and Titans game because last year the Bills Titans played, and I have. Almost as much PTSD from that game as I do from yeah. the Bills Chiefs game. Yeah. Obviously, there's the Chiefs Chargers game that's gonna be legit. Um, Keen Allen is out, but it's still gonna be a really good game. Same with Harrison Bucker. Right. I think but, that'll be good. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have. That's all you have. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>